Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's not the right one, is it? It's the Imperial March. Oh. What about um? For the listeners at home, I always confuse the Mission Impossible theme song, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings theme song, and Star Wars. Every movie theme song is very similar to Sine, obviously. <laughs> In a suburb close to the CBD of Brisbane. <laughs> this is I Only Like You. I'm here with my girlfriend, Sine. Hello. It doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? Well, well it's kind of happening now, though. All I can say about Star Wars. Do you remember that time I got confused and thought Star Wars was like in an alternate universe? No, you thought it was like in the future from now, didn't you? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I don't even remember what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> this week we have seen... Star Wars The Last Jedi, like every other person on Earth. And look, I've kind of got mixed feelings about it. Spoiler alert for this one, obviously, we're going to talk lots and lots and lots about the movie. Don't listen to it if you haven't seen it. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. That'd be weird. (laughs) (laughs) So I have lots of problems with the movie, and there's lots of things I think the movie didn't do very well. But having said all that, I think I still quite liked it. I liked it. So... That's okay, isn't it? That's fine. You're allowed to like, I was going to say bad films. This isn't a bad film. But you're allowed to like bad films. Yeah. Well, I think you still think a film could have been better or there's some bits that weren't so good, but still appreciate the film we got, which is what I'm trying to do more recently, is think about that rather than be disappointed in something that we didn't get. What are your thoughts, eh? Well, heading into it, I was nervous. I was excited because it's directed by Ryan Johnson, who did the awesome episodes of Breaking Bad, like The Fly mm-hmm. and Ozymandias. Mm-hmm. And Looper, which I saw back to front. Which is which probably lends itself fine. fine. That movie, yeah. We were house sitting for a family member and they had pay TV. And it's one of those weird things where they play the movie and then play it again on another channel. Two hours later. And I caught the end and then I just went back and watched the beginning, which, hey, it's fine. It happened. Although it didn't like the fake nose. Anyway, so I was excited about this. And then I was anxious about how they'd handle Carrie Fisher's departure. And unfortunately, the whole time I was waiting for her to die on screen. I never thought it was going to happen. I don't know why everyone did. Well, they'd already finished her filming unless they'd already planned to kill her off. But. I said to you, I didn't know that that was going to happen. And I watched a video on YouTube of people talking about the likelihood that it was going to happen. And I didn't even think about that. And I was like, of course. But then I got myself mm. into this conversation that, of course, she was going to die because she died in real life. And that they 
have come out and said they're not recreating her in CG for the third film. So I was like, well, definitely they're going to kill her off. So unfortunately, my whole my mind was preoccupied with that the whole time about what's going to be her last scene, what's going to be the moment. Yeah, I'm glad they didn't though. I think that was going to be a really cheap way just because she's passed away in real life they'd kill her off in the movies. Yeah. If but, anything, I like your idea that they could come back, she's passed away from natural causes or something, and then... In the next movie, and that probably yeah. that, that can set off the action for the next bit. Open up with the funeral or something. Mm, that'd be so cool. And they clearly set up in this film Poe to take over anyway in the future, so it might just be that he's taking over sooner or we'll have a time jump and well, that kind of thing. if you go back to the original trilogy and even the prequel trilogy, trilogies, there was time gaps between each movie. Yeah. This one is actually bizarre in the fact that it's come out. Yeah, you know, close. Literally, the beginning of the movie is seconds after the end of the last movie. That was okay too, though. I didn't mind that. So what I'm saying is it wouldn't be a huge thing if it was the next movie set three, four, five years in the future. Yeah. Because it's coming out in two years anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. Question about the title. Yes. Who's the last Jedi? Luke. Can't be because he said there's another one, Ray. She's the first of the new Jedi. Oh, I hate that bullshit. I hate that bullshit. I understand it refers to Luke, but it's not true. He's not the last Jedi. She's not a Jedi though, really. She's like half one. She's training to be one. But she's going to have her own Jedi stuff. But then he can't be the last one if there is another. There is another. Oh, such a good moment, wasn't it? I just, I just think it's like a wormy way to title your thing. Why can't, and it's both. Why can't at the beginning of the movie it means she has to go find the last Jedi, but then her journey in the film is becoming because it wasn't set next. up like that. It wasn't set up like Luke's the last Jedi. So it was. No, it wasn't. Literally, he's the last Jedi. That's the only person she go to find. And I thought she just went to Jedi. find him because like he's Luke and well, yeah. Leia needs him and stuff. Well, Not yeah, specifically because in he the, was last the last film Jedi. she just. Discovered force powers though, and she's gonna try and yeah. find them. In the last Jedi, <laughs> he was the last Jedi in the last in the original trilogy as well. Though Grissom killed off. But I don't understand how you can finish this film with like, oh, he's not the last one, but also he is, but also he's not. So well, he, we'll have to agree disagree. I think it refers to Luke, but then it's also as you watch the film, you come to realize that perhaps she's the first of the new Jedi and. Currently, in this moment in time, she is the last kind of Jedi person around. You know what I would have liked? I would have liked it to be called Star Wars, the last, in brackets, of the original, close brackets, Jedi. Would you like there to be like a, a paragraph on the screen at the end coming yes. up? And so now Luke has passed away and one with the Force. Rey is kind of half a Jedi. Yes. But she's, well, is she going to go? I don't that? bloody know. Okay. Let's Let's get into it. Okay. All right. So that's my first thing about the title. <laughs> I I liked the film. I thought it was good. I think it had some narrative issues. Um, yeah, we're not going to be the first people out there to think that the stuff on the casino planet was a bit weird. That is so annoying because I knew it was happening. Like when they're like, oh, we have to go to this extra planet. I knew. Uh-huh. I was like, this is going to be stupid. <laughs> But having said that, I liked the stuff on the planet and I liked the idea of that. It just felt so weird when it was kind of shoehorned into this other really important thing, like literally being chased by the um, Empire, First Order people at that time. And then it just felt like an extra step to get where we're already going, but we kind didn't of artificially. Even, like they got there immediately and were like, oh, this is a casino, and then immediately got captured. 
So yeah, it didn't breathe. They couldn't did it? like take it in or anything. They needed to actually spend some time with that planet. And, and I was so confused with Rose. Did she grow up there, or did she just know a lot about it? I think she just knew something about it. I think that's because it seemed like she was like being the kids the guy was being mean to, and she's like, look deeper. It's really insidious and. All we saw were just a bit of whipping and electrocution, which is bad. I just... Well, what they were trying to do is that Finn turns up and thinks this place is great. There's drinks, there's gambling, it's cool. Yeah. And then they're supposed to find out, oh, actually, it's bad because they're doing this. But that happened in literally a minute. It did because it wasn't set up, right? And <laughs> I said to you... have enough time to breathe there. If they'd actually gone to the casino, had a sort of, like a poker scene sort of thing where yeah, they thought they had to go against into it or someone. something or like... Didn't really get to that. No. And I said to you, like... Hunger Games did a better job of setting up this kind of, like, vapid, um, excessive, you know, lifestyle mm. where deep down this was really creepy and bad and they've got pills to let them throw up so they can eat again. Like, that did a much better job of setting up that kind of dynamic yeah, than this did. Yeah, because that's the whole point of the Hunger Games movies. This one was not really the point of the Star Wars movies. No. So they just kind of threw it in there. And I know their whole point was to go and get the code breakup. But they didn't even get him anyway. And I don't... Yeah, I kind of like that, though, because they didn't complete their mission. They didn't just get it because they're the heroes. Yeah. I think the whole Benicio Del Toro storyline should have just been cut. Because I don't think he added anything to it. He doesn't get them onto the ship. They got onto the ship themselves. He opens the thing. That's what he does. But I said to you, every time in these films the heroes are somehow able to open things and find a loophole why couldn't they just found a you know convenient loophole in this one well that's what i thought it was so weird they're setting up we have to go find this massive code breaker guy because every other time there's a door they can't open they yeah. just put a droid in front of exactly it, so. and they're able to open it it was just so and this leads to another issue that i have with the film i know we're jumping around a lot sorry but maz's little bit for two seconds like oh no you definitely can't do this you have to find a code breaker and they're like, okay, we must find this code breaker. The very fact that she was included in the film at all pissed me off because it seemed like producers had a list of the characters and they're like, check, Maz is in there, yep, Poe's in there, yep, R2's in there for literally one scene just because they knew that we liked her. But cut all that bullshit, bullshit out. You didn't need it. You didn't need it at all. And then the double whammy of, of him being evil, of Benicio's character being evil, was not a surprise at all. It's all about coming a mile away. It also didn't add anything. Except to be about the film's theme about everyone's good and gray. bad and grey. Yeah. But then he didn't. He left that one scene, didn't come back. Like, I didn't want it to be a redemption, but it could have been an, an end to that storyline. Yeah. I guess he died when the I reckon cut, cut all that out, cut the casino planet out, have them go straight from the main ship of the Rebellion to the other one to let down the shields. Yeah, I wonder if it would have made more sense if whatever they their little mission they had to do was about getting onto the ship rather than going to this weird casino planet out of nowhere to get this guy yeah. to then get on the ship for him to open the door. Perhaps if they'd just had to get on the ship, yeah. that would have streamlined their story a bit. It just wasn't streamlined, was it? No, it just felt like it no. was an artificial sort of thing thrown in. Yeah, and I think it would have given you more time if you did that to address some of the other issues we have with the film that didn't spend enough time on that, you know? Like, you mm. save yourself so much time just having them go there directly. And my thought, I told you the other day, 
Why wasn't Poe there with them? I know, I know. I don't get it. So my first devil's advocate response was someone had to be on the ship to lower the... Because they had to lower the shield at the same time that he did the warp speed or something. Space stuff. Yeah. And that's why he had to be there. But then, made a good point, Carrie Fisher's daughter and alien Squidhead and, like, five other random guys with no dialogue were all on the team and in on the plan. Why couldn't one of them have been at the ship? I don't know why these movies are so weirdly... They've set up this great guy, Poe Dameron, and they give him... Not much to do. They just, like, have him stomping around the ship being yeah. grumpy, like... Just throw back to the beginning of the film, which I thought was great, the first sequence when he was the one X-wing up against that was great. the Star Destroyer. That was, stuff. That, was, that was wonderful. Yeah. And then his next bit where he, you know, was trying to blow things up too much and almost yeah. got everyone killed. That was great. Set up for a storyline for him, which then was just useless. Well, with that storyline, right, at the end he's like, yeah, I understand I can't blow some stuff up or sometimes my way is the better way when he says, should I go blow some stuff up? I don't think any of the events that happened in the, in the middle of the film changed that outcome. It's not like he grew. He just had this sudden realisation at the end but not because of anything. Well, here's my thought. If, if it was his plan to go to the casino planet or something similar, if you want to keep that idea he should have been there and he should have seen, I don't know, Rose could have died or someone literally up close to him could have gotten peril because of his decisions. His decision, yeah. And that would have been a more of a reason for him to then change his mind at the end. As it was, he's just there on the on the ship being upset with Laura Dern and she's telling him no. Like, if you guys sat down and talked for five seconds about what your plan was, Laura Dern, there would be no conflict I here. I hate this stuff so much. It was honestly. such artificial conflict, wasn't it? It was the equivalent of in a rom-com when the two people don't talk to each other about, you know, something's happened. A misunderstanding. Yeah, there's some yeah. sort of misunderstanding and it could be solved with a discussion. Yeah. It was just so artificial and it just didn't ring true to me. Having said that, I did like it when Leia burst the door down and that kind of thing. But as I said to you, it could have been more interesting. So let's talk about Laura Jones' character. What was her point? So she took over from when Leia was in a coma or God knows what happened. After Leia... Through uh, flew through space and didn't die. I kind of liked. No. I kind of liked it. No. <laughs> but it was fun. It's effing bullshit is what yeah, that was. She got the force. You can't just say, oh, she's got the force. That's not how the force works. <laughs> That's not how the force works. Anyway, so she took over but was like, oh, yeah, let's just do things exactly the same. But also mm. I'm not going to treat you well, Poe, because I don't like you for some reason because you need to yeah. learn because you're a young scoundrel. Wouldn't it have been more interesting if she was the inverse, if she tried to undo things Leia did and was like, right, what Leia's done has got us into this awful situation. We're going to do things differently now. And then there's some real conflict between her mm. and Poe because Poe's like, no, 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 Leia wanted us to do this and he's championing for that yeah. idea. So the film was hinting that she was going to be evil. If she actually turned out to be evil, that would have been cool. Wouldn't that? That made more sense to some of the stuff that happened. Well, I think she, I think what they were trying to do was a redemption thing, but that didn't work because she wasn't truly evil in the first place. I know, yeah. So they kind of did half and half. Half not, of both. Not both. Yeah. Having said that, I did love her redemption thing. It was a cool idea and something that I've thought of lots of times. Why don't they just do that? But I don't care about this person because she's turned up, has been mean to the coolest guy in the universe. Yeah. And she was being a dick for no reason. If she talked to him and was like, this is my plan. Because once he found out about the plan, he was like, that's great, let's do that. Let's go to the the salt planet. Yeah, I know. It was really, really silly. But you're right. It was cool when Leia came back in. I know a lot of the the conflict, right, when um, Leia was incapacitated and they were like, oh, the 
person who's taking over is going to be and he sat up in his seat because he thought it was mm. going to be him and it wasn't. And I understand that's where a lot of the conflict came from because he wanted to be second in charge. And oh, for sure. She but wasn't. the rest of it came because yeah, they wouldn't talk. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But the weirdest thing about those two storylines was that it takes away from the Ray-Luke scenes, which were by far the most interesting, I thought. Yeah. But even they weren't great. I felt like a lot of them were the same thing over and over in the, in the first little bit. Yeah. It was Ray saying to Luke, please train me. Him saying no, walking away in a huff. And then mm. next scene, please train me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Happened a few too many times for yeah. me. Yeah. Can I just say quickly before we get into the Ray and Luke thing, one further thing about Poe. At the end when he introduces himself to Ray, I was like, oh, yeah, you guys haven't had any scenes together. That's weird, isn't it? Well, that we've got to, through two films without them teaming up. We've got a great trio, a new Han, Luke and Leia. And they spend half of the film keeping them all apart. I know. It's very weird. And I hope it's not about conflict of oh God, I scheduling hope. conflicts. It's just is, not Oscar Isaac's only available for a week or something. Yeah. But you're right. Apparently in the novelization of the last film, they met right at the end. Right. And they would have crossed paths after he gets back and before she leaves to see Luke. But that probably we didn't, was a bit we didn't see it on screen. And it's okay for them to meet on. Yeah. And they did hint at maybe a little bit of a... Romance there. Which I'm here for. I'm okay with it. I was. I originally thought they were setting up something between Ray and Finn, but like... I think they're buddies. Ro- yeah, that's what I said. Rose caught me a bit by surprise, but I'm not mad about it. And also, I feel like they have kind of a thing like a Leia and Luke thing, like they're best friends, kind of sibling I think so. Sort of thing. But again, they spent the last end of the last film Yeah. was all about Finn coming to find Ray. Yeah. And then he was hurt and incapacitated before... Yes. They could just actually talk to her, and then she was off. And then this film, they didn't have any scenes together until the very end, where they just hugged. I just realised something that didn't come back. When, you know I love my callbacks, when Ray was in the thing with Chewie and then she went to go and talk to the to Kylo and mm. she's like, tell Finn something, and Chewie did his, ah, and she said, yeah, tell him that. He never mm. got to tell yeah. Finn that. That never got translated. Mm. So we have no idea what that was about. Yes. I'll be coming back to that sort of thing in the future in the rest of this episode. Let's move on to Ray and Luke on the island, shall we? Yeah. Firstly, porgs are incredible. Yeah, people saying this shit. I'm like, no way. How dare you? I feel like we should live in a dictatorship where anyone who says porgs are shit just gets beheaded. I hope porgs don't become, like, minionized, though. Oh, my God. They won't, though. They're too cute. Do you think the reason why minions got minionized is because they weren't cute? No, I feel like there won't be a bad reaction to porgs because they are cute. Right. Minions are annoying anyway in the first place. Right, okay. Uh, Love the porgs. Love Mm -hmm. all the CG creatures, actually. On the planet, they were really cool. The casino ones, little horsey, giraffey things, they were beautiful. Little ice crystal foxes. I was a bit worried that the horses were just going to get caught again. I know, yeah, I wasn't... Like, I'd like them to go on a little raft just out to see yeah, something. You left them like a kilometre away from the <laughs> casino, right? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, they, they, they're big and they can run away fast. All fine. I was so stressed out that the lightsaber was going to go through the porg when they were playing with it. I was yeah. so stressed. Yeah. But you raised a good point. It's probably foreshadowing for Snoke, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Loved the hint of the X Wing in the, mm-hmm, under in the, the water. water. So cool. That was great. That's about where my love of the island stuff ends. Yeah. I wanted to like it. I'm not sure I fully fully appreciated all of it because I was just experiencing it. Yeah. So maybe watching it again it'll all make we a bit more sense. We definitely need to see it again, yeah. 
So she got there and she's like, hey, we need help. And he threw the lightsaber away, which was cool. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, hey, I'm not leaving. We need help. And he's like, no. But then he's like, okay. But then he's still like, no. And then I I don't even, I don't even get it. It was a bit muddled, wasn't it? I like the reluctant hero thing that they were trying to go for. That's fine. I love that she has to convince him. That's fine. But she never fully convinced him one way or the other. So I feel I like there's a lot of toing and froing for no result. Yeah. And I'm still not convinced why he was there. He was there because he felt bad about what, okay. he'd, what he'd almost done to Ben Solo, Kylo Ren. So but he had an academy, right? Apparently, which we didn't see. Which we didn't see. He trained more than one person. He trained a bunch of new Jedi. We never saw anybody else. This is why I was so confused. I was like, is he just, is it like one-on-one tutoring here with him and Kylo? Because like... No, Kylo went and killed everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got that. Didn't get to see anybody. So I had no emotional connection to the fact that he destroyed the stupid training academy Mm -hmm. in the first place. Also, he just sees badness so he tries to kill him immediately? Well, I just don't get that because Luke Skywalker is literally the person who turned Darth Vader back to the left side. Isn't he the kind of person that's like, no one's a lost cause? Like, I'm going to fight to the nth that's degree to save everybody? And and what he had done to Ben Solo, I guess he's upset with himself and et cetera, but yeah. it just seemed like it was cool that he that Luke Skywalker had vanished in uh, Force Awakens. I really liked that. Yeah. But I just don't understand why he was there. And Like why he vanished. Yeah. Mm. And I don't think the film really cared either. It seemed to just yeah. have him there. Yeah. And he's in self-imposed exile because he was worried he'd killed, he was, he was about to kill an innocent boy. I don't get that in the first place, though, because he, he saw good in Darth Vader and got him back. Exactly. And he saw potential badness in the future for yeah. Kylo Ren, and so he almost killed him but then didn't, and then he had oh, killed his know. whole temple, and then he was like, no, nah, I'm out of here. But again, talk about something that could be resolved in one question. It's mm. like, hey... Sorry, Ben Solo, I didn't mean to kill you. And Ben Solo's like, that's okay, I need help. And he's like, cool, let's help you. And then the hint that Snoke had already infected his mind, which we uh, just talked about. Yeah. But I feel like it's really hard to take a fallen Luke Skywalker when we didn't even get to see the hero Luke Skywalker yes. much. Yes, We didn't get to see anything about what he had done. And he mentioned there have been years of peace. Like, what was going on then? Were you, were you a cool dude around the universe? You were something he, really interesting to me, which was we never actually get to see Luke be a Jedi at all. No. Ever. So if you watch these in sequential order, yeah. you go from the end of 6 when he, um, with Darth Vader kills the Emperor because Luke's turned him back to the light side. Then you go to 7, Luke Skywalker has vanished. You go to 8, we find out why he vanished. But there's a huge gap in there in the middle yeah. where Luke yeah. was actually a hero perhaps. Or, or maybe he wasn't. And then he talks about how the Jedi... Should die and everything is bad. The Jedi I did. Understand. Like, I talk about. I know I was joking before. I talk about he's a last Jedi, but he wasn't really. He was like his own sort of Jedi because he came along after. Wasn't he the creating rest of them. like a new wave? Wasn't that the whole thing? Well, like he, he wasn't was a gonna... Jedi in the same way that like Anakin and Obi Wan and Mace Windu and yeah. all those people were in yeah. the original ones because they're all dead apart from Obi Wan who he trained with and. But also, Yoda. he was quite young and new to the thing, so he's like. Yeah, and he was so powerful because he's Anakin's son, and he was training with two good guys. Yeah. The idea I would have thought was that he was going to go and create a new Jedi 
having the mistakes from the past, he was going to do better. Well, he did. He had an academy that we never saw. But then was he saying that he was trying to be too much like the original Jedi and that's why he almost killed Ben Solo, but then Ben Solo was evil because Snoke was there? They, it's very yeah. muddled, isn't it? I don't, uh, I don't know. I think the reason why they didn't show us the peace thing and him as a Jedi is because they think we would have found that boring because there's no conflict. But you can't, I don't know, it just felt like he was grumpy for no reason and that he didn't want to help for no reason. And if he'd been ostracised for so long and this person comes and says, Leia's looking for you, she wants mm. to see you, wouldn't you be like, oh, Leia, my sister, my fellow Force person mm. who also knows the Force, maybe you can help with this conundrum. Yeah, that's a, a good point. And the guy who saved Darth Vader, the bad, baddest bad ever, yeah, doesn't think he can help Kylo Ren. Yeah, I don't, it was, I don't know. I, I thought there was no hope was for him. Stupid. I... Liked that they subverted expectations and didn't have a full-on training montage. As you said, she's already a fighter, so she didn't need that. However, the training that we got was literally one scene sitting on a hill trying to lift some rocks. And also, he goes into her mind and he's like, oh, you went straight to the dark side. And he's like, I'm so scared by this. And And he's like, I'm out, but then comes back. (laughs) It's so weird. I guess they had the little fight when they did fight each other a bit in the rain and the darkness. Yeah, but it didn't. It resulted in anything. Like, yeah. I don't understand what that was supposed to get. Maybe it'll make more sense when we watch it again, but... Then when Ray goes down to investigate the little hole, cave, cavern thing, oh, mm. and the mirror of bloody Erezed. What did that mean, though? I don't understand. It was cool visually, loved the clicking thing, was awesome. Mm. Didn't mean anything. She just went, is, is that really how bad the dark side of the Force is? Like, okay. I'm not scared of it, if that's it. Mm. <laughs> and also... This is my pet hate with the film, I think. I think this is the biggest thing I had the most issue with. That the whole film was supposed to be, or Ray's not sure whether she's in the light side and the dark side. And she's like, ooh, going between the two, right? And then she has that awesome fight with Kylo in the red room, which Mm. is not like Fifty Shades red room, (laughs) but also maybe a bit, Um, which was so cool. That was like the best part of the film, really. And then she's like, when he says, come with me, and he gives her his hand, and you're like, oh, maybe she will. But no, she doesn't. She never does. And then at the end of the film, Leia's like, oh, Ray, you've come back, this good person who you've always been good. So there was no conflict. Yeah. Have her be bad for a scene, for 10 minutes, for a tiny bit. Can't hint at it, and then she never actually did anything bad. She's good no. all along? Like, is that the lesson? Well, what was she doing that was so evil on Luke's Island? She just went to the bad place, went to the forced place. But then there was no hint that in the Red Room bit that she was enjoying the violence no, or anything. No, that's a good idea that you said. Maybe yeah. there could have been a hint that she's actually enjoying the power Yeah, like, like Anakin who, yeah. who killed all the kids and whatever. Yeah. And the only hint, I suppose, is that she was getting a forced connection with Kylo Ren. Yeah, but then we found out that was all apparently because of Snoke. Well, he had manipulated them to be together or whatever. But yeah, really he. Yeah. But that could also be said that Kylo was coming to the good side, especially yeah. after he didn't kill Carrie Fisher. Or In the player. beginning, yeah. yeah. So I got his veer to the good side. I didn't get her veer to the dark side, especially because no one else knew what was going on. It could have been cool maybe if Kylo had been saying stuff about Luke's just going to hold you back, you need to show your full potential. Yeah. But I didn't really get that from those scenes. Didn't get that vibe at all. And then the whole film, which was the conflict and supposed to be like, oh, there's a shade of grey in between good and evil, that kind of mm. thing. 
is difficult to get on board with when none of the other characters knew that was happening and they're like, oh, our old Ray's back. And there wasn't a hint that she's still struggling with it. She's just like, yeah, no, I'm good. It's, mm, it's all yeah. good. This whole two hours that you watch now, nah, doesn't matter. I did I did like the fact that they were getting closer and so when they do throw down the next movie, presumably, yes. that'll be really cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I think like they went to the Skype sessions a bit too much though, don't you? When they were talking yeah. to each other. The first time was kind of cool. Second time was not as cool. Third time, it's like, okay, this is really weird. You just keep talking to each other over and over. It was weird, but I felt like we were getting more information. Like one of the times when he came back and he had water on his hand. So that was... That force was getting stronger with him. Yeah. I think, yeah. Mm. But also that never got established why. So Snoke was apparently making them be together because of why? Because he wanted Ray. Why does he give a shit about Ray? Well, well there's an interesting idea that as Kylo Ren is getting stronger, that the Force had allowed someone, had kind of manufactured itself or somehow the Force was getting Rey to be stronger. Right. And it, so this, this movie sort of brings up the idea that the Force, if it's not intelligent, it can somehow react to things. So when it's evil, lightness comes and that's how it balances itself. Yeah, I get what you mean. Then the old George Lucas sort of idea was that the force being balanced was light winning over evil. Yeah. This movie's kind of saying they sort of counteract with each other and it's an eternal battle. And so I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. It's interesting that you're trying to change characters that were created in the 70s when it was really popular to have, like, Luke was the golden boy who did everything right and was good. Although I guess in those films he did kind of... He looked towards the darkness and that kind of yeah. stuff. When we had that recently, I wasn't sure that was actually true because Luke works with the dark side, especially yeah. when he finds out his dad is the big yeah, dark and he's guy. Like, Could I, yeah. And Carrie Fisher, or I should say Leia, is a princess but also a badass. Yeah. And Han Solo is literal scoundrel with a smile. That's true, so yeah. They are, they are and, and the evil guy turns out to be good or becomes good in the end yeah. after being. So, yeah, it's. But I don't, know, I don't know what they're trying to say. The Skype session's just got a bit too weirdly. They're having a conversation in the middle of the film when they're in two different places. One bit he's got his shirt off for no reason. Oh, and, oh and she's totally like, yeah. oh, she, she wants to put it. She can't focus without his clothes on. And it just felt a bit Harry Potter and Lord Voldemort having a yeah. connection in their brains. I just realised you've been calling them Skype sessions. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it was. No, I saw that in a joke. He's, this is the... Kylo Ren, emo Kylo Ren Twitter account. Have I haven't seen, seen that, that? Yeah. no. Someone was tweeting about it the other day. It had a tweet. And he's That's like, funny. I made a new friend on Skype. <laughs> That's funny. Um, can we talk about Snoke for a bit? Who? Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't mind not knowing much about him. It's okay. But sorry, go on. It's no secret on this podcast that I hate big CGI characters that are supposed to be scary because we're just told that they're supposed to be scary. And basically that's what you get with Snoke. So, so I thought it was brave when they killed him out of nowhere. Okay, you keep saying that to me. I saw it coming, so it didn't catch me by surprise. Did you think he was going to get killed off when you first met him in the first movie? Or didn't, Did we meet him last film? Mm. I don't know. I knew Kylo was going to kill him there. Okay. So it wasn't a big shock for me that, oh, the big bad's dead. Well, he was presented in the last film like the, the Emperor was in the original trilogy. Is that Palpatine? Yeah. Right, okay. So he's the the boss of the bad guy, and then yeah, okay. The idea, I think, 
lot of people thought that it was gonna he was gonna be the one that they had to defeat, and then they just killed him off halfway through the movie in a kind of unceremonious way. Oh, okay. See, I always thought that Donald Gleason was gonna be the one that they were gonna fight against. I never thought it was Snoke. To be honest, I don't remember Snoke at all in Force Awakens. He didn't have a lasting impression on me. They have several scenes where they're talking to each other and, yeah, okay. I don't remember that at all. He's the voice in the trailer and everything. Okay. Perhaps that you need to watch, we needed to watch it again, didn't we? We needed to watch it again. But my point is, I saw it coming. It didn't really catch me by surprise. But it's good that it, you know, was unexpected for you and that's good. It wasn't unexpected to me necessarily. I just didn't think it was the direction the film was going in. Yeah. It was, I think it was brave to kill off this guy who you've presented as a big bad guy. Mm. I just thought it was brave getting rid of the big bad guy and then now it can be a real battle between Hux and Kylo Ren. Yeah, I'm keen for that. I'm keen for that kind of stuff. Because it's actually, they've got personalities and they're actual real characters, unlike Snoke who's just evil because he's evil. Yeah, and so I don't mind the fact that we don't know much about him. That's okay. It could have been interesting to have a hint of where he was from or like if he was... He's more evil than the Emperor in the other six movies. That Why could have been cool. Why do you care so much about these people? Like, well, is I he just... a Sith or is, like, how did he get involved with... So I don't need his life story from when he was a child. I'd like to know his... Yeah, reasons his for being His relationship there. to his other characters. That's yeah. what I want to know. Yeah, fair enough. I liked that the Yoda cameo wasn't spoiled. Yeah, it was good not knowing that bit. We hadn't really seen the trailer anyway, so we weren't spoiled much at all. No. And I liked that the thing was about the books and then the books came back at the end. That was cool. Yeah, because Ray had already stolen the books. Yeah. And how cool is Yoda? He can, he's dead, one with the Force, and he can still do a ball God, he's, he's, fun fact for the audience, when I was a baby, my dad used to call me Yoda, which I don't think is a compliment now that I think about it more. Um, yes, it is. Although, yes, it is. I'm the most powerful Jedi in the whole entire yeah. world, and I'm cute. And speak funny. <laughs> no, it was good seeing Yoda again. I did wonder, though, if Yoda had just been waiting for the 20 years or whatever that, or however long it's been that Luke's been away. Yeah, just for that one moment. He's <laughs> like, you couldn't have pitched, you know, said hello to him before this? See, as much as I liked seeing him, that too felt like a checklist. Like, Maz is here, we all love Maz. Yoda's here, we all love Yoda. Nah, like, R2's yeah. here for one scene, which was a great scene with Luke. He played the yeah, thing. That, that, it was beautiful. But that convinced Luke to come back into it. So but R2's not sense. in it for the rest of the film. Where does he go? What's he do? He sees C-3PO again at the end. Can I ask you the most pressing question I have about this film? Go for it. When Chewbacca was having a little campfire, when Bray was off with Luke, and mm-hmm. he was just waiting there for some reason. Yeah. Luke comes in, says hello <laughs> to Chewie, then Chewie just stays tells, there. Him, tells him about Han and then... All right, I'll just go back downstairs, I guess. <laughs> Luke's like, I won't talk to you ever again. Mm. Most important question, was he roasting a pork? It looked pork-like to me. So it was but... it was bird-like. It looked like a chicken and the porgs were there. And I thought the porgs were just like, can I have some because I'm hungry? But now I'm think thinking, so. were the porgs like, why did you do this to us? And like, but it died natural causes though, and Chewie just came upon it. I don't did it. That's what happened, Monty. That's what happened. Is Chewie a murderer? <laughs> but it's like Chewie doesn't have the same sort of social graces as we do because he's a different species. And I okay. am not accepting of any creature that does he, a pork. Now he's with them, and they they live on the Millennium Falcon now. Some of them they have a nest. I like that he's like in charge of them. Yeah, they're in charge of him. 
No, it reminds me of the um, what are they called? Ewoks. Yeah. Yeah. Loving C three PO, that kind of thing. Um, I liked that in a lot of the film, there were callbacks that came back, like the little creature on the casino planet putting his money into BB and then the money shooting out. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a few moments of that where they had like little things come back, but then there were a few that didn't, which were even more noticeable, I think, because they did it with half of them. Okay, let's jump to the final battle and hear your thoughts about it. Okay, so the Luke thing was cool and I was like, how do he survive? He's truly powerful. And then it made sense. It came back. It, he, he wasn't there. I, I liked it as well. I kind of think like force projection is a new thing in this movie though, is it? Yeah. yeah but that's okay. It's kind of made sense and it wasn't like totally out of the ordinary for the force, I guess. You know what it reminded me of? In Spider-Man where Iron Man comes and he's like, if you really cared, you would have been here. He yeah. didn't care enough. Like, didn't care enough <laughs> to like turn up. He was still in his bit though. So was it? It was too powerful. So powerful him for him to do that. He just died. Kind of. Well, here's the thing. I really liked it, but I'm not sure what it did. It didn't like he convinced Kylo that it'd be good again, or he didn't really throw down enough to Kylo to show Kylo that I'm more powerful. We kind of said that thing I don't, about. Yeah, I don't really get what that battle was for. He didn't anger him even more to lead him into the new film mm. with a certain you know agenda. But he didn't try to save him either. And so did he say sorry for what he had done I or don't explain even, himself? I, no, not really. No. If I remember correctly, perhaps it's more subtle and we missed it the first time the whole feeling i got by that sequence was just haha you can't catch me i'm not really here like well, no he had an idea he was helping the, the rebels get away yeah i mean in in terms of what he was trying to tell kylo or the conversation he was having having mm. it was just like i'm well, playing perhaps, a trick on you perhaps it was showing him how powerful maybe he was yeah you'll never be this powerful because you're not but he didn't say that or no didn't show that no. really do you reckon he'll come back as a Force Ghost, like an Obi Wan? Hundred percent, he'll be yeah. back as a Force Ghost next movie. Or Ray? Yeah, I thought it was cool, and it was the whole thing about his the spark that lights the rest of the resistance. Haven't they been resisting for two movies by now? Uh, yeah, but I've it was kind of cool how <laughs> the only people who were left in the resistance, like no one else, answered her call. Yeah, they said literally people who can fit into the Millennium Falcon are now the Rebels' resistance. It's an interesting like way of putting it. Thor yeah. did all that fit into the spaceship is yeah. all of Asgard. But this is like 20 people now. And especially if, if Carrie's not going to be part of it anymore, which she won't be. Yeah. It's even cooler. Which, to be honest, I couldn't name you 20 people in the Resistance. They're just a big group of people for me that I don't really give a shit about. So I don't well, care when the bombers yeah, die. That's the everything. point, though. It's, yeah. We've got our main people we like, and then the rest of them are, are expendable, but also they're doing the grunt work we don't really need to care yeah. about. The fifth bomber guy on the left, you know. That's true. I thought it was cool that Finn tried to be all heroic and Rose, Rose is exceptional, exceptional character. Mm-hmm. I love her. I love that she meets her hero and is fawning over him but then takes her job so seriously that she electrocutes him. It's incredible. That was cool. I have an issue with the film. I don't understand how the film can be so nuanced in some areas, like having a hint of an X-wing under the water, but then be so on the nose in other areas. Like Carrie Fisher's daughter saying, we've put the signal out and no one returns. And then a secondary character being like, I guess that means no one is coming to us because you have put the signal out. And also when Ray's about to move the boulders and she's like, it's just like moving rocks. We got it. We got that there were rocks. We got that there were rocks back on the island when she had a hand on the rocks. 
We didn't need that line. It was a callback to when Luke said it's not just yes. a death. Yeah. yeah. But it, we didn't need it. We knew that. But then we needed more information about certain things like in the fight with him and Kylo. Like I don't know how you can be so on about some things and so off about another. That leads me to something else. This film did not seem interested in anything, really, that the last film brought up. Ray's yeah. parents was an offhanded comment, which I kind of liked. It was cool. I kind of liked that she's from nothing, yeah. I kind of liked it, but this film didn't want to Entertain engage. Entertain it at all. Didn't want to <laughs> engage at all with what the last film brought up. Um, Snoke. This film was like, oh, yeah, Snoke's dead. We don't care about him, whatever. He gives a shit. It's just trying to burn lots of stuff that happened in the last film, which is cool. I mean, that's and a way of doing it, right? But mm. it kind of like, what was the point of The Force Awakens if this film was just going to shit all over it? Yeah. But it didn't shit all over it, but you know what I mean. No, I know what you if mean. If it was just going to shut down questions and make you feel stupid with wondering about them, it's kind of like, yeah. well, why raise the question in the first place? I think that's the difference between making a standalone film and making something that's part of a franchise. Well, that's something I was going to talk about as well. It's a very good point you just raised. I think with Star Wars, we talk about it and think about it. It's not just about this movie by itself and what this movie is trying to say, the themes of this movie, this character's motivations for this movie. It's about just the next part of the story. Yeah. Because literally, there's be a Star Wars movie for the rest of time now because of the new deal they've done. And so each one will just be the next little bit of it. Yes. And so it's hard to think about this movie by itself or the last movie by itself or Rogue One by itself mm. because they're all just the next Star Wars bit. Uh, Rogue One didn't happen, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it did, though, didn't it? And it's hard not to think about it in relation to the other films. You can't yeah. change your mind about it. And so I think people will get very upset when they think about what something they thought was going to happen, this fil next film will talk about this, and then it doesn't, or it changes the rules a little bit, yeah. or it's just the next bit of the story rather than this film, which the film was much more than it's just its same singular narrative, isn't it? But yeah. When it's the eighth film in a series, of course you're just thinking about how this reacts to Luke and Leia and yeah. everyone else. I get what you mean. It's kind of that challenge, isn't it, for a director to to make something that's part of a bigger thing but also put their own stamp on it. Well, that's, that's, that's right. Ryan Johnson's come along and like, I think that bit's stupid. I won't do anything yeah. about it. But yeah. it's like, well, J.J. Abrams thought that was really important and it was yes. really important in the last movie. Yeah. So who, what do you, who wins? I know. Well, J.J. will because he's going to the next movie. So. <laughs> He's like, yeah, Snake was very important and this is, these are my plans for him. Yeah. If he were alive today, this is what I would do. It's funny though, like, take the issue of Ray's parents. There was lots of speculation that she was going to be a Kenobi or she was going to be Luke's kid. I think I even said I think she's going to be Luke's child. And it's cool that they made her not be. But they're like, that was in one conversation with Kylo, it was like, hey, remember this thing that's been right. haunting you that we don't have any, no flashbacks, nothing that shows that she's been haunted by this because she seems very set on the present and getting Luke on board. But remember this thing that's definitely haunting you? Well, it doesn't matter anyway, so... Yeah, exactly right. Why couldn't that have been the thing that swayed her to the dark side? For a moment with Kylo. I just wanted a moment. Well, exactly right. And then he was like, oh, you always knew this. I'm You're like, from nothing. But she didn't... She didn't always didn't know that. It didn't seem like that she knew that no. last episode. No. Hmm, very weird, isn't it? I saw someone on Twitter say, oh, it was good. Finally, there's a Force user who's not just a Skywalker. I'm like, have you seen the... Other movies? They're not like Obi Wan Kenobi's not a no. Skywalker. <laughs> Yoda's every, not. Every other Jedi we see in the prequels. Yeah. You know, maybe you hate the prequels so you don't count them or something. But yeah. I, I think it was cool that she just came from nowhere. Yeah. It's an interesting point you raised about changing rules because that's one thing that I really hate, hate with a vengeance is that when you set up a system, a magic system or a 
or a rule-based world and then in the whatever installment this is now, we can suddenly be force ghosts, not force ghosts, sorry, we can like project ourselves with the force. Then you start to think like what you said, how that relates to the other films. So when Yoda died, why couldn't Yoda have just projected himself? Why couldn't Obi-Wan have projected himself and not get killed by Darth Vader? Like mm. that makes no sense because that wasn't there then. Yeah. And I just remember something actually kind of go back. Yeah. In, that, in terms of that, Luke Skywalker, the dude who saved, killed the Empire and saved Darth Vader, etc. Mm. In this movie, he gets a few rebels off the ship and they can go and survive kind of muddles his way through a conversation with Kylo yeah. Ren and then he dies looking at the sunset, which I loved, but I felt like it was a five second scene where it should have been a yeah. whole minute or something, you know, whatever the actual yeah. times were. It did feel like it. It was beautiful the way they sent him didn't, out. Didn't but... breathe enough though. Anyway. No. But he's died, but for what reason? Didn't mm. die heroically. Mm. He just sort of became one with the force because he was at peace with himself. But like, what did you do to get there? Yeah, he didn't. I don't know what he how he got to peace with himself. It wasn't like Kylo Ren, they were like about to do a Death Star sort of thing and kill a bunch of people and Luke saved and sacrificed himself or anything. Mm. Mm. Is it possible they went backwards from the end? They wanted Luke to become one with the Force mm. and then went backwards. Yeah, maybe. But, of course, he's never truly dead. Maybe he'll do better now that he is one with the Force. Yeah. Because he'd shut himself off. That's, that's possibly a good reason. But one final thing I want to say so I want to draw your attention to a tweet I saw this morning, yesterday. I saw it sometime. It doesn't really matter when I saw it, does it? No. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of the tweet was that people aren't liking the new Star Wars film because it didn't do exactly what they thought it was going to do in certain parts. Expectations were subverted when people actually like it, when their ideas are, when things happen, how they thought they were going to happen. Mm. This person was trying to say is that often in the Marvel movies, and to a lesser extent the DC movies, they're based off comic books and storylines that people know already. Mm-hmm. And so when it plays out like they know because they have the superior knowledge of reading the books beforehand, they can feel very smart about themselves because I knew this bit was happening because I I, knew, I read the comic where Thor loses his eye. So when that happens, I am happy because I knew it was going to happen. I'm very smart, unlike everybody else who didn't know that was happening. Star Wars, it's a brand new thing. No one, it's not, what I mean, it's not based off already existing mm. storyline in a comic book comes in Snoke gets killed we don't know anything about him Luke is a weirdo for some reason and they didn't know that was going to happen it's not as satisfying to some people okay that yeah. was the idea and I don't know it's exactly true and obviously it was a bit of a bit anti-fanboy which is fine mm. but it's interesting thought isn't it that the superior knowledge they have makes them feel superior or is it just more it makes sense to them yeah, yeah, true, but they the they get satisfied because they saw it coming yeah. rather than being surprised by something or new. Or disappointed by something. Yeah, yes. I get what you mean. Yeah. Another complaint I've seen is people saying this movie was too funny in places, too Marvel work and humour, which is something we mm. complained about in the Thor movie. We did, yeah. I don't think it was I think it was good in this one. I think it was okay. I, I, I liked think... in the, the thing in the opening with Poe and Donal. I thought it was good. It fits for his character, because he's a bit off the cuff, a bit yeah. brash, a bit quippy. Yeah, that's what I liked about this one. Mm. The characters who are quippy and, and funny were the ones who have been set up like that. Yeah. Perhaps Luke had one or two jokes that yes. might have gone a bit too far, but I kind of like that because he was old and sarcastic. He was jaded, right, yeah. from his experiences, so, so that like, kind of fit. I was okay with it. I was, I was cautious about this because it's something that I 
don't like at all in films. So when the first jokes happened between Poe and Hux, I was like, hmm, this is kind of veering into that territory. But it didn't. It pulled back and it was mm. fine. I didn't mm-hmm. have an issue with it. So, yeah, I don't really understand the complaints about that. I just realised something that didn't have a result that I would have really liked. So you know those cool visu- visuals in the trailer and everything when the little planes are on the white planet and the red dust is coming up behind mm. them? I was so keen to see what that red dust was and I said to Lonnie, if this isn't explained, I'm going to be so mad. It was explained. It was salt on the top and the red dust was the dirt when they were sticking in their little landing thing, right? Loved that. Even had the guy in the bunker taste the salt and spit it out so we knew it was salt. But we didn't need to know it was salt because it didn't matter that it was salt. I wanted that to have a reason. Don't provide me with information if it's not relevant to what I'm about to see. Only provide me with information that's going to be relevant to the plot or story that I'm about to see, if it's going to come back, if it's going to affect the characters. It seemed like all they were doing with that was like, hey, guys, don't worry, don't worry, we're not doing Hoth, so just like it's cool, don't worry, which, I don't know, is a stupid reason to include something in your film, I feel like. Isn't salt, like, explosive or something? There's, like, a chemical reaction that you can do. Like, why couldn't they have done something cool with that? Why couldn't you have had, I don't know, the fighters not being able to fly on the salt with their wheels or something because they're not used to that or, or create a problem for Kylo. The ATATs aren't able to be, you know, on so- – I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a bloody filmmaker. Figure it out, writers. <laughs> You've just spoken for two minutes about salt. I'm I'm not really sure what the complaint was. I thought it was just a funny little bit. My complaint was there are a few points in this film where they provide me with information that has no relevance. It was interesting we got a little scene about oh, it's salt when we didn't know anything about Snoke at all. That's what I mean. I just thought it was a funny aside where he did it and it was, I was okay with it. Okay. I thought it was just cool. I I don't think, I wasn't obsessing about the salt. Well, I was. Obviously, it's funny. <laughs> oh, it's a very good point, and I I appreciate your point about why bring it up if it's not going to be important. I was okay with it because I thought it was like a funny little aside. I don't think they were setting up something and they're not following through. Right. I thought it was just I thought that was a little funny bit before the battle begins. Right. And perhaps a little bit about saying it's not about Hoth, but even then, I wasn't thinking Hoth when I saw this place because it wasn't snowing. Mm. I thought it was like reminiscent and in, in invoking the salt flats of Utah or something where they do really fast ah okay you know, bike rides and yeah. car rides and stuff so that's what I kind of thought what's that film with Anthony Hopkins the world's fastest that's Indian that's it yeah it's a, good, it's a good movie you've seen it no. it's pretty good overall though I quite like the movie even though I've got lots of complaints about it and I kind of feel like Star Wars is still good I don't think it's that bad right Do you remember yeah, no, it's really good. I, 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 I liked it, even though I had complaints with it. So, I'm still happy to see the next one. Like, not, not that I was. Yeah. No, but <laughs> I wasn't like this one is so bad that it's ruined Star Wars for me. Like some people have said. And I'm not saying that really. They say about every movie, though. So you know. And they fine. still go and watch it, don't they? So. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's someone I read the other day on on Reddit. I think they're like, yes, I'm not so keen for the next one anymore. I'm like, you'll be there midnight screening. Of course you will. <laughs> person who's writing about it on Reddit an hour after it. <laughs> released <laughs> so overall i'm gonna to have to go like three stars though because those complaints i had about the movie and its structure were kind of big yeah but movie overall i really like so yeah yeah i'd probably give it three and a half i'm having the issue with this film 
Let me know if you guys have the tissue as well, because I don't know if this is just a me thing, a weird mm. me thing, or if this is a thing. But when I leave a film, I generally really like it, and only the problems only generally start to sink in after a couple mm. of days of thinking about it. I wonder if we go see it again soon, whether those complaints will be amplified or whether they'll be not so much of a problem anymore. It reminds me of the time we went to see Spider-Man 2. And the Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. yeah, Andrew Garfield's one. And we were blown away by Rise Mark of, Webb's... Rise of Electro, I think, is the actual <laughs> tech. Blown away by Mark Webb's, like, trademark scenes, and we loved them because we love 500 Days and those kind of films. And we were so enamoured with it that we went to see it a second time, and then we realised this is actually not the greatest film of all time. Yeah, well, the first bits weren't. So the bits we liked were still great, though. Yes, yeah. But, yeah, the, the, but what I'm saying is it took viewing, us the second viewing to understand it and see yeah. if what it truly is i'm kind of in a like honeymoon phase when i finish seeing films i'm just like this is great i'm happy with it everything's yeah. fine so i wonder if we go see it again how that will affect things and also its longevity right like are we going to look back at this film and think it's a great film or think it's a shit film or think it's just okay well people hated the empire strikes back when it was first released and now it's seen as the best star wars film ever yeah exactly so it's not there was a a new hope is is that the original one? Yeah. Right. Yep. It's a bit much to ask every Star Wars film, every film to be perfect. There's only one perfect film, and it's Rear Window. Rear Window is Hitchcock's best work. Fight me. Screw Vertigo. It is a shit film. No, it's not just Hitchcock's best film. I think it might be the best film ever. It's, it's a great film. I love that we've both separately done projects on it for uni because <laughs> we love it so much. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to our podcast about Star Wars. We'll be here for the rest of the time watching Star Wars. I'm okay with that. I think I need to watch Force Awakens now to like cleanse my palate. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Thank Bye. you for listening. Bye. Thank you. You know how the whole film they were like, Oh, Ray just has to go talk to Kylo for some reason. And Finn and Rose have to get on the ship as well with Benicio. I kept expecting them all to collide, kind of in the first one where they ran into each other on the ship. I thought that's what we were setting up for the whole film and then nothing happened with that. That would have been cool. But, alas. Another thing. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.